Hi, I'm Lucas. And I'm Brian. And this is the Quacks Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Here with Brian. Hello. How's it going, Brian? It's going all right. Sweet, man. Alive Uh, and upright. Good. You just asked me how I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Didn't sleep great last night, which always makes the day a little bit harder. You know, the weird thing, though, now about sleep for me is I can not get sleep and I'll feel fine all day, Mm -hmm. but I just know that I'm like not fine. Yeah. You know, it's almost like more annoying than it is actually a problem for me. Right. Which is kind of weird. Yes. I never sleep well, so it's always different. Very look at there I am complaining again, but that's the truth. I don't sleep very good. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. I didn't get much last night. But all right. Well we'll we'll try and raise the energy. It'll we're be a going good time. to, dude. Or we do it why don't we do this one on, on dreams? Because I'm in a dreamlike <laughs> state. Okay. I I don't have anything on dreams. What do you, what do you think of dreams? Oh, only what Van Halen says in the song. Baby, dry your eyes, save all the tears you've cried, and that's what dreams are made of. <laughs> and that's you're, me on any given evening. Did you hear Van Halen's got cancer? Is that true? Yeah. He's got it back again? I don't know. I, I read something that he was flying in for treatment for some type of cancer again. Nothing confirmed. Oh, but. man. Well, he had cancer, <clears throat> I don't know, 10 years ago or more, and I know he kicked it. But someone tells me that guy's lifestyle hasn't changed all that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know, Mr. Van Halen. I wish him the best because I grew up loving those guys. So, yeah. first, first concert I ever went to. Yeah, you know who I'm going to go see this weekend on Wednesday night? Who? REO Speedwagon. Wow. At the Mesa Amphitheater. Oh, that's right. I saw them advertised. Yeah. I'm going to go check it out. My girlfriend got... Uh, Tickets for me for my birthday. That is so great, man. There's a couple songs by them that I just, I love them. So it, I had that thing where over time I would hear a song and be like, oh, this is a great song. And then like a couple years later, I'd hear a different song. Like, man, this is a great song. And then just this last year, I listened to like the greatest hits from Ario Speedwagon mm-hmm. and it was all these good songs. Great I'm album. Like, I'm like, wow, this is, they've done a lot of good stuff. Kind of crazy. Roll with the changes is like one of my. Oh, oh it's dude, so what, good. It's great, dude. Whenever I have a few drinks, I put on roll with the changes, and I'm just like, yes, roll with the changes, dude. I will oh, crank so that good. so loud, and the way that it starts off, and with the piano, it's so rollicking, and just it would be impossible to frown through roll with the changes. I think, <laughs> and then the whole like last four minutes of the song is just like him soloing. You know, oh, I mean, so good. all the lyrics end after about two minutes, and it's just you know music after. As soon as you are ready, more than I am willing. (laughs) Great. Good guys. Cool, man. Cool. So this week, we mentioned it last week, we're going to do systemic enzymes. Yes. Yeah, did you have a chance to try any? I've tried them on and off, but I did have a little bit of a stomach issue last week, so it wasn't a time to introduce some some of that stuff, but I had planned on doing it and sharing more with it, but um, yeah. I am going to do it, and I'm just trying to decide which one. Maybe you can help me tonight when we're talking about it. Yeah, I mean, we're mostly going to talk about Wobenzyme, because okay. uh, that's where a lot of the research is. Yeah. That's the one that's been out forever. Very popular. But, I mean, maybe you have some idea of what people like at the store that you could share with at the totally. end. Totally. Okay, Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, we mentioned last time we're going to talk about systemic enzymes. These are an awesome tool 
to have in your medicine cabinet, especially to replace things like Tylenol, Ibuprofen, Aleve, and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, which we will be referring to as NSAIDs. Mm-hmm. For, which we talked about last week. Yes, which we talked about last week. The Europeans are all over this stuff. They are very popular over in Europe. Uh, and I think we just kind of need to get on board in America, you know, widely speaking. Yes. The, the natural world knows about them. But uh, anyway, we kind of summarized them a little bit last time. But let's outline what these enzymes are really fully for this yeah, week. So all for it. first we need to explain what an enzyme is. An enzyme is a protein that catalyzes a specific chemical reaction within the body. So inside your body, you have 10,000, tens of thousands of different enzymes causing different chemical reactions all the time. Mm-hmm. So they speed up these chemical reactions. Now, enzymes, they're made all over your body as well, like in your salivary glands, uh, when you chew carbohydrates, your pancreas, your intestines, just a lot of different places, a lot of different cells. Mm-hmm. Now, our bodies make enzymes, but sometimes people decide to take extra enzymes for various reasons that we will get into. So when you're taking a digestive enzyme, for example, you're taking the enzymes that help break down carbs, fats, and proteins into digestible parts. So amylase is an enzyme that breaks down carbohydrates, protease breaks down protein, and lipase breaks down fats. And there's a lot more enzymes out there that help break down fibers and other things that you eat. Right. Yeah. Now, back in the 1950s, two doctors, one named Dr. Max Wolf and the other named Dr. Helen Bennett, made an enzyme blend that they thought would help with osteoarthritis. This is like a new use. Yeah. Uh, They used plant and pancreatic enzymes, and they encapsulated them in a way where they would bypass your digestion and be absorbed through your intestine into your bloodstream. At least that that was the theory. Right. Um, they're very empiric doctors, so they would try these enzymes out and see what they did. Basically, they practice in a way, kind of after our own hearts here on quacks, uh, they just experimented with these enzymes to see what would happen and what they would work against. That's probably the best way to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a little not rigorous because it's not like a double-blind placebo where you isolate the different factors and you can say, okay, this does this. But it was more it's more just like what we're doing. Like, okay, I'm just going to try this. I'm going to see what happens. Okay. Uh, the blend they came up with was a combination of their two names, Woe Ben Zyme. That's where the name came from. Oh, that's how that happened, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's how that happened. Uh, and so the things they found these enzymes useful for were the following conditions. So reduced swelling and inflammation, that's the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, enhanced immune function, improved circulation, less pain, more rapid recovery from traumatic injury, uh, minimal scar formation, that's another big one, prevention of serious consequences of injury, and management of rheumatic diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. Now, this Wobenzyme product introduced a new therapy called uh, systemic or a proto... How do you say it? Protolytic? Yeah, protolytic enzyme therapy. This was kind of this new thing. So since then, many different systemic enzyme formulas have come out with, you know, different tweaks to the original formula or uh, different types of enzymes used like serapeptase or natokinase. I think we're mostly going to talk about Wobenzyme, like I mentioned, just because that's where all the research is. That's where um, we should do it. Yeah, but there's some controversial research on serapeptase that we'll talk about, I think, at the end. So originally, Wobenzyme was used for a limited number of conditions, but because it theoretically lowers inflammation and inflammation is associated with many, many different conditions, the uses for it are practically unlimited. 
theoretically. Mm. Uh, an example of this actually comes from my back in my early days uh, when I first started getting into health experimentation. I read this crazy guy uh, who actually has a clinic down in Patagonia named Dr. Gabriel Cousins, and he wrote this book claiming that he had cured several type 1 diabetics of type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, this was crazy to me, but I decided, you know, I might as well try his cure because no one else was crazy enough to write that down. I've been to that clinic. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. What? I I didn't get treated, but I went down there because my ex-wife was part of... I mean, she went to school for... I mean, she was aromatherapy, herbology. So we went down to Patagonia and actually went to the clinic. Really? Did yeah. you get to meet this guy? I did not. But um, it was very cool, very cool setting. And I know a lot about him, but I, I, I'm... It's amazing. That's totally you just surprising. Yeah. What did you go down to the clinic for? Just to check it out, or yeah, we. I think we'd gone down for the gem show in Tucson. Yeah. And then she was wanting. She's like, I've always wanted to go out to Patagonia to see Doctor Cousins' clinic. And she said it just like that. <laughs> per, like you wouldn't even know if she's sitting right next to me. But she, <laughs> um, actually, she has the voice of a child. So like, she'll answer the phone, and then they'll ask to talk to her mother. And then she'll hand it to my daughter. Um, But yeah, no, it was great. And Patagonia, wow, what a hidden gem that is. I know, right? But uh, no, please get into it because that's great that you just brought him up. That brought me back. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I didn't expect you to have any personal experience with that guy at all. Yeah. Um, So anyway, his regimen for curing type 1 diabetes was fasting for many days on end combined with taking massive amounts of systemic enzymes. The enzymes were, I guess this was the theory, they were supposed to dissolve the scar tissue that had built up in the pancreas and was preventing the beta cells there from producing insulin. And it obviously didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I remember the enzymes doing basically nothing at all. Oh, boy. Uh, I didn't feel anything, no magical diabetes cure, nothing. Um, But it's just an example, I guess, of the wide range of uh, issues that people are trying to make these enzymes work for. Okay. Yeah. Now, the question is, what do these enzymes actually work for, right? And before we go into that, there is one myth out there around digestive enzymes and enzymes in general. And you've probably heard of this uh, that I want to tackle. And I've read it from multiple sources. And I remember actually hearing about it back when I was working in the health food store. And that is that this, this myth that we only have a limited number of enzymes in our body. And once we run out, we start to have, you know, digestive problems, inflammation, scarring problems. And the solution to this is taking digestive enzymes or systemic enzymes, which will help our body kind of hang on to our limited supply for longer, giving us better health as we age. Have you ever heard of this? I had not. So it's basically a retention method for enzymes, for our own enzymes? Yeah. And I haven't been able to find a single reliable source for this factoid it makes no sense to me um (laughs) i can see like a case of maybe as you get older maybe you lose like pancreatic function or uh you know maybe being malnourished you don't have the basic building blocks to make enzymes but this idea that you kind of have this giant store of enzymes in your body it's like this retirement account that you know if you draw too much on you're going to go bankrupt that sounds ludicrous that we have a storage of enzymes i'm so surprised you've never heard that because i've heard people at healthy habit talk about this probably in the last year and I swear you were around. No, without any background whatsoever, I would refute that claim probably um, just on the basis of being devil's advocate because it sounds so ludicrous. Yeah. Well, it is. I don't know. I could be wrong. If there is a person out there who who knows contrary to me, please let me know. Point me in the right direction so I could learn more. But it just seems ridiculous, especially when you dig into how the body works. And it's like it's like an enzyme making machine. You're always yeah, exactly. making exactly yeah. how enzymes work. There are a bank of enzymes that are still working throughout your entire life, like brain cells. 
You only get a finite amount? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that myth is is busted. We've laid that to, to laid rest. that to rest. Now, so what are these enzymes good for, right? Now, from the papers and reviews I've read in the re- in researching these, I would say that like the above list that those empirical doctors found, uh, meaning the ones they just observed, it's a pretty right on what they do. Okay. The newer uses like type one diabetes, obviously, and cancer, then mm. it gets a little shaky mm. in in what's out there. So there was a study out of Germany in 2015 looking at osteoarthritis of the knee. Uh, that was published in a journal called Arthritis. It was a good quality, double-blind, placebo-controlled study. About 150 people over 12 weeks. They were split into three groups. One group received Wobenzyme. Another received an NSAID called Diclofenac. And the other got placebo. Uh, Wobenzyme matched Diclofenac in improvement of pain scores. Uh, both were stronger than placebo. However, Diclofenac had something like 15% adverse reactions where Wobenzyme had closer to what the placebo was, which was around 9%. So the placebo even had 9%? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's why they do these double-blind yeah. studies is sometimes you find these, you know, this happens all the time. And so I was just reading this article about uh, antidepressants and these these pharmaceutical companies basically they cherry picked all of the evidence so they did all these studies and all of these studies showed these ssris were not beating placebo as far as antidepressant scores but some did and so they just took those and used that as evidence okay but in these studies placebos a lot of times we were antidepressant people felt better and and so you know it's just something about either depression where people tend to get out of it on their own or it's something about you know doing some kind of ritualized or or discipline of taking a pill and they feel like maybe it's helping them you know i think that is such a big <clears throat> boost for the, the mindset that the mindset ironically that we are creating so much of this in our own minds and and uh or totally that's that's amazing to me. I love hearing that. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. So I like this study because it is on humans. It's double blind. It's randomized, and it kind of showed what a lot of people have anecdotally talked about for a while with these with Wobenzyme and with these systemic enzymes, which is that these systemic enzymes reduce pain like a regular over the counter painkiller, but they don't have some of the same side effects that those painkillers can have, and that's a claim that. I have seen constantly from the marketing of the enzymes, from the feedback that people are giving. And mm-hmm. so this study just kind of shows that uh, that's that's pretty right on. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's other studies as well uh, looking at pain from exhaustive exercise uh, along with TMJ. That's the problem with people have with their jaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, an, there's another double-blind study on problems that people develop after getting blood clots. And all these studies, although usually... You know, they're at 100 people or less. So they're a little small. They're all positive for Wobenzyme against either a placebo or another NSAID. Okay. Yeah. Now, Mayo Clinic had a great write-up on systemic enzymes that came out in 2014. And I've included the link, and it's basically a letter to doctors on how to counsel their patients who are taking systemic enzymes therapy. So I really thought this was cool. They go through each claim about systemic enzymes like pain, muscle soreness in athletes, uh, osteoarthritis, cancer. And the paper is generally supportive. And it says that there is positive evidence for systemic enzyme therapy use in all of these conditions. Wow. It's from the Mayo Clinic. Now, the studies they reference are relatively small, something like, you know, 20 people or less. uh, And they remark on this by saying more evidence is needed. And they also point out that adverse reactions are very low. 
And the only type of person or patient who should not be given systemic enzymes would be children with cystic fibrosis. I guess they can have some kind of weird, rare reaction to them. Wow. Okay. Why? Uh, I mean, why? I'm like, why? Damn yeah. me. I don't know. Something about breaking up phlegm and, and, and uh, you know, cystic fibrosis with kids is so weird. So I'm not even familiar how that works in the body, the cystic fibrosis, but that's for another episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just weird what they can and can't have. And I mean, it's, it's a deadly, I don't know how deadly it is these days, but it's, it's pretty, it was pretty deadly when I was growing up and yeah, I learned about it. It's not good. The cool thing also about this paper is if you are dealing with some type of illness and you have a doctor treating you and that doctor's negative on systemic enzymes, you could actually bring this paper to them and they'd probably change their tune, which is pretty neat. I love seeing that. Yeah. And I also want to mention that contrary to some of what was written about these systemic enzymes back in the late 2000s, there is evidence that these enzymes make their way into your bloodstream in both animals and humans. And the Mayo paper mentions that as well. Cool. Cool. Now we get to cancer, which is a little bit more interesting of a story. Mm. (laughs) So there's this doctor named Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez. Have you ever heard of him? I have not heard of that one. So he died in 2015 from a random heart attack out of nowhere, I guess. But for years, he had this Gonzalez protocol, which he named after himself. Uh, So the Gonzalez protocol. And he started practicing in 1987 and he was treating people with cancer with his protocol, which was a combination of massive amounts of these systemic enzymes, coffee enemas, and other vitamin and nutritional, you know, therapies and counseling and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. All right. Now, for years, he claimed amazing results, especially with like really hard to treat cancers like pancreatic cancer. Uh, He gained quite a following. He wrote books, did lectures, did the tour, uh, all talking about the benefits of his protocol, right? Yes. Well, in 1999, all his talk really paid off. And the NIH decided to do a, a study on what he was doing okay he said let's let's find out if this actually works right and so they did the gonzalez protocol versus chemotherapy in people with pancreatic cancer now these people were most likely going to die as their cancers were very aggressive Mm -hmm. so the study was basically just looking at who would live the longest out of the two groups Okay. It's kind of messed up when you think about (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. Now, at first they wanted to do like a normal double blind study, but the people who were volunteering did not want to be put into the chemotherapy group. They wanted the Gonzalez protocol because they believed in it so much. Yeah. Who's going to go for the chemo? I mean, you can just do that anyways. That's right. They wanted the Gonzalez. So they actually set it up as an observational study comparing two groups. So they they took all these volunteers with pancreatic cancer, gave them the Gonzalez, and then they compared it to a chemotherapy group. Okay. Well, that study didn't go so well. (laughs) So they found that the people doing the Gonzalez protocol died much faster compared to the chemotherapy group. Are you kidding me? Not at all. The chemo group people lived about three times as long as the Gonzalez group. No, I would have been Team Gonzo all the way. <laughs> you tricker. I know, right? It's coffee. I mean, what else? And systemic enzymes. That's so crazy. Yeah. And you, well, you have to remember this is pancreatic cancer. This is an aggressive killer cancer. Like, mm. I think, I don't know how many people it was on, but like one person was alive after five years in the chemo group. You know, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. But the Gonzalez group died a lot quicker. So Gonzalez was probably... Oh, man. He was a bit of a quack. 
and not in the cool empirical positive <laughs> sense that we are here. Yeah. <laughs> he was the kind you often think of when you hear the word quack. Quack. I mean, maybe not. I, I watched some of his videos when I was doing research on this and he seems passionate and authentic and he really believed in what he was doing for people. But that study was bad. I mean, I, I wonder about the guy because he continued to practice after that study came out. So I it would it would I was already do... fostering my conspiracy theories. You're going to be like the Gonzalez method. Every single one of them is still alive today, and then mysteriously he died of a heart attack. That's right, right. That's what I thought you were going with. Yeah, no, no. I I'd want to do more research shame. to find out <laughs> if there was something like that. Like, did they mess with the study or something? Yeah, or maybe he's just a sociopath. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? We'll never know now. Yeah, I mean, we might be able to suss it out by doing more research, but I just didn't have. Didn't have the time to no, really I mean, get into about that. About him being a sociopath, he's gone. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess you could still talk to the kids. I mean, if if you keep practicing after a big study like that happens, you know, there's something up with you. There's something wrong with your moral compass, right? If you unless he, that, unless he believed that they had messed with the numbers, unless yeah, unless he thought that they sabotaged him or right. something. Um, before that. You know, it's kind of understandable, right? Before the study is in, it's kind of like, okay, he's seeing people be healed by this. Maybe it doesn't work on everybody. But after that, you're kind of, you got to maybe rethink your life yes. a little bit. At least rethink the Gonzalez method <laughs> <laughs> or protocol. So all of that is to say, I don't think systemic enzymes are the panacea for cancer treatment. Okay. Besides, you know... The enzymes are used so frequently in Germany that if they really made a dent in cancer as a treatment, we would probably know by now with some strong I would studies. Think so. Yeah, and it's not to say that using systemic enzymes can't be useful in cancer. It mm-hmm. could be maybe pain and inflammation. It could be great for that. But just as a standalone therapy, it's probably not a good idea. Okay. All right. Now, the last point I want to make here is about serapeptase, which also has some controversial results. Serapeptase is an enzyme that comes from silkworms, and the worms use it to dissolve tissues. And so researchers had this kind of bright idea that it would help dissolve fibrin and scar tissue in humans. Um, So a Japanese study, they sold it for that purpose for many years, but a double-blind study in 2011 found that it offered no benefit over placebo, uh, so they pulled it from the market. However, since then, further studies have shown it does have some uses. There is a study in dentistry, uh, when they're, I guess, extracting molars, showing a reduction in swelling and inflammation, I believe, something mm-hmm. along those lines. All that is to say, serapeptase is still included in a lot of systemic enzyme blends, and it probably does something, uh, although it's unclear exactly what that is. I've seen accounts online claiming it is the strongest enzyme for getting rid of scar tissue. So there seems to be like extreme opinions on okay. it. I don't know. Have you heard of anything or, or seen anything I like that in the store? Not really. Okay. I am. Um... No, I haven't. I don't want to say something that's not fruitful. Okay. All in all, systemic enzyme therapy is pretty awesome. It can replace NSAIDs, which kill thousands of people a year and hospitalize hundreds of thousands. It reduces pain, swelling. It will increase athletic performance uh, through lowering recovery times. Mm -hmm. There are several Olympic teams that use it regularly. Okay. And it will do all this without some of the drawbacks that regular over-the-counter pain meds have. Um, the only real drawback is price, really. And I checked on Amazon what Wobenzyme was at uh, for the big 800 tablet bottle. It was around 115 bucks, but you could subscribe and save it down to like 98 or something, which well, was not that's bad. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and 800 tablets may sound like a lot, but you know you can go through 15 tablets a day or even 30 if you're injured. So you can go through those pretty quick. Yeah, I know people who pop those things like Pez. 
Yeah. So anyway, that's, I mean, that's kind of all I have. Which, uh, which ones in the store do you think are the most popular or do you have the, excuse me, the best reports on, on, on what works? Well, there's Dr. Wong's. Yep. Zymescence. We mentioned that. Yeah. Dr. Wong's Zymescence is one. Um, and then, oh my goodness, I'm trying to, I'm just, my brain fog is strong. Um, I'm Fibrenza is that Fibrenza, one? Fibrenza, huge. That's probably the number one seller, actually. Really? I I think it's up there. Um, Wobenzyme obviously is a big seller because yep. Garden, Garden of Life, but um, I think Fibrenza is a real big deal there. Um, yeah, the systemic enzymes are picking up, picking up steam, and uh, I still have that natokinase. Yeah, that that was terrible for you. Uh, yeah, the way I like to use it is I have one of those big bottles in my in my house, and just like having a bottle of it's it's basically like having a bottle of a leave or something. But instead of that, you have a big bottle of enzymes, so yes. you use it as a painkiller if you need it. I rarely use it because I'm I'm not in pain. But if I did need it, I could grab that instead of something that might chew up my stomach or cause GI problems or something. Right. Now, is it better to take a systemic enzyme on a regular basis or take it sporadically like you were suggesting if you have pain like you would uh, an NSAID or Yeah, that's a good like question. That. I didn't really find any anything that said use it either way, but I know you can use it like like the an NSAID. You know, right. you can if something happens, you can pop 30 of those things and and you'll be feeling all right in not too long of a time. 30 of them. Yeah, Wobenzyme, you can you can pop a handful. Really? For sure. Is that what they recommend when you're having a major... No, that's what the rep for Garden of Life told me. You know, just take a whole bunch of them at once if you have an injury or something like that, and it, it works really well. Yeah, but he sleeps in a snake pit, so we have to take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but I know so many people who have said so many good things about it that, I mean, systemic enzymes in general, I don't hear people coming back and going, no bueno. Most people are hooked. And then I'm going, why are these people spending $115 a bottle on this stuff? Mm. Because they work. Yeah. Now for scar tissue, I know that they're, they're pretty beneficial too. internal scar tissue. Yeah. I know a lot of people who have had surgeries and different things that they take that for too. And they've seen pretty great success as far as reducing that 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 scar tissue internally yeah definitely so i mean there's a lot of good things there's but. there's a lot of upside and the coolest thing is i didn't really have a, a section in this talk that was and this is the bad side this is to what you should watch out i for. keep waiting for it though. right yeah there's there really isn't much with systemic enzymes they're just they're very benign so it's it's really all upside. Like everybody should have some. Yes, unless you're taking like a high dose for the first time, like the natokinase that unfortunately scared me off of it a little bit because my whole body felt like a judgment day. Um, but I will go back and I do want to explore. I think we should both do it and then compare our notes. on. Yeah, well, that's one thing I should mention is they will thin your blood out. So that that could be a potential issue. Uh, they here we go. You know they help with blood clots and stuff, and and so they could thin your blood out too much if if you're already on a blood thinner. That's yeah, that's smart because a lot of people are that are coming into the store too. Yeah, dude, I love it, and these cool, are man. so intriguing to me, and it seems like such an untapped. Yeah, well, thing like for I said, they, they because they lower inflammation, they could theoretically be used in so many different things. Uh, however, just like that Gonzalez story, they're you know they're not a miracle. 
Right. I, I've, I've definitely seen them sold as a miracle, like in the type 1 diabetes thing. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Buyer beware. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, if you, there'll be some links for Wobenzyme on the website. If you want to help us out, you can click on them through us and we'll get a little piece of anything you buy. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Go to quackspodcast.com if you want to check out anything else by us. We've got uh, all the recommended products up there, We've got all the episodes. And yeah. Dare a friend to listen to the podcast. Yeah, we get them involved so you can start a conversation with them too. We're actually doing pretty good. We are growing the podcast amazingly. Each week is getting more and more popular. So that's the direction we want to be headed in, right? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Appreciate you. Good night, guys.